just as fast as it feels it approached, the first day of national signing period, the early signing period, has come and gone. We're going to talk about how the Florida Gators fared here on Locked on Gators. You are Locked on Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and more importantly, free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports and Giants Country of SI.com. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Sling TV. So wherever you're going to be watching games this weekend, because it is the holiday, make sure to catch it on Sling. Sling TV is the TV you love for the price that you love. And now we're talking about early signing day because early signing period began yesterday. It's Wednesday through Friday. Though, yeah, most of the fun stuff happens on Wednesday. There will still be fun news Thursday and Friday. We'll find out what happens with Cormani McLean. Maybe right now. Maybe he waits till a little bit later on. But for the Florida Gators, 5 p.m. Eastern time is when Billy Napier's press conference began. 5 p.m. Eastern time is the same time that Jaden Rashada submitted his letter of intent. Jaden Rashada was the last Florida Gator to submit that letter of intent, that NLI, LOI, whatever you want to call it. But Jaden Rashada was the last one to do it, 5 p.m. Eastern time. So all Gators commits have been signed. There was one guy who was committed to the Florida Gators before the early signing period began and flipped the day of. Tyree Patterson, of course, left last week or late last week, early this week. Um, so Tyree Patterson left. And then now Isaiah Nixon also left also to go to UCF. Isaiah Nixon, of course, is the one that committed to UCF, flipped to Florida in June. Um, he, he was in that maybe early July. He was that flurry after Jaden Rashada committed to Miami where Billy Napier and the staff really tightened up and got a whole bunch of kids to commit and kind of lock in. So Isaiah Nixon was part of that bunch then recent weeks uh, started kind of, you know, it, he took a visit to LSU and and people were like, oh, well, maybe he goes back to UCF. And then there was a rumor um, that I, I haven't confirmed. And honestly, I'm not really going to try to confirm because he's not a Gator, so I don't care about it. But <laughs> Uh, that that Isaiah Nixon was not going to be academically eligible, so Florida never even sent the letter of intent to him. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. I'm just not going to continue spreading it. That's just what I've heard. And yeah, like I said, I, I have no interest in really further elaborating because he's not a Gator. He's a Knight. So he can have fun being a Knight, and I'm going to cover the Gators here because that's what we do. Um, Billy Napier in his press conference yesterday, he spoke a lot about Jordan Castell and Sharif Denson specifically, which was very interesting to me because Jordan Castell, since he committed to Florida, was going to be Gator the whole way. Sharif Denson is someone who I know locked on Canes, Alex Dano, who 
by the way, we're, we're going to try to link something up for this early signing period, but uh, Lockdown Canes, Alex Dono was talking about Sharif Denson, Miami trying to push for him. Sharif Denson also took a visit to Alabama earlier, and, and it was like, well, is Sharif Denson going to stick? He was one of those names where we talked about it as, is he going to flip? He didn't. He stayed a Gator. Isaiah Nixon was the only one that flipped. I think that's incredible, by the way, because Florida Gators fans, we spent weeks upon weeks not dreading early signing day, but looking at early signing day as a day where there could be a lot of movement in this class, specifically the Florida Gators class, where Quay Rousseau, James Smith are both committing. Um, there, there's Desmond Ricks is committing today at this point now. Uh, Jordan Hall is committing today at this point, which we'll talk more about those guys in the next segment a little bit. But this was a thing where we were like, okay, Florida's probably going to add a few guys, Jaden Platt. Florida's probably going to lose a few guys. Kelby Collins was getting pursued by Bama. Jakeem Jackson and Sharif Denson were getting uh, pursued by Miami. Sharif Denson also Alabama. Jakeem Jackson also Kentucky. There were a lot of players where it was, are they going to maintain their commitment to the University of Florida? Jaden Rashada involved in that because, of course, Oregon lost Dante Moore to UCLA, which then spurred the conversation of, Oregon's going to add a quarterback. Could it be Jaden Rashada? Could he want to stay on the West Coast? And then they flipped Austin Novosad from Baylor, but Jaden Rashada stayed with the Florida Gators. This was a thing where so many Gators fans spent a lot of time kind of kind of bracing to just lose commits. That didn't happen. You lost one guy who may or may not have been academically eligible. So this is just... It's a big win. You have your quarterback of the future. Also, later in the day, you had a your quarterback of the present commit, which also spurs a whole bunch of... It opens a whole new can of worms, which we will talk about later again. But this was a day where we were dreading, kind of, because it seemed like it would be a really bad day for Florida and a really good day specifically for... Miami and Florida State. Andy Jean, by the way, is another name where there was legitimate buzz that Andy Jean could be transferring to Florida State. He stayed true and is a Florida Gator. There were a lot of guys where as well, will they be Gators? And all of them, but one, again, who may or may not have been academically eligible, all of them stayed with the Florida Gators. It's a massive win. I don't care. I know. Losing out on Jaden Platt when we all thought that we'd get Jaden Platt sucks. Losing out on Quay Rousseau and James Smith when we all knew that it wasn't likely, but it was possible, sucks. But at the end of the day, we went into the early signing period with a class that most of us were pretty okay with. Very strong at receiver, very strong at corner, very strong along the defensive line. You've got your QB, you've got your running back. You've got guys. You've got a linebacker. You've got guys. And that, I mean, you you kept it intact. You lost one guy along the defensive front who, again, I'm not even saying may or may not be academically eligible, but one guy who wasn't really that close to the top of the rankings. He was still a four-star, but guess what? Florida still got 19 four-stars committed. That's a lot of four stars. Florida has, I think it's the fifth highest average rating in their class. 
Florida has dogs. You have quality and quantity. So the Florida Gators maybe win signing day is what you can say. At least maybe if they don't, it's weird because I'm not saying win signing day in the sense of they had one of the best signing days. I'm saying they walked away with a win. Like you walked away with a signing day you could be happy about. And you added a probable, we'll say, probable starting quarterback for 2023. But now we're about to take a look at what day two could entail and some other rumors that are swirling around the Florida program. But first, today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Bet Online. The Florida Gators are t- were 10.5 point underdogs against Oregon State this past Saturday in the Las Vegas Bowl. Now, I told you I probably wasn't going to bet the spread, but I was taking the under. And the under was 52 and a half. And I told you, I'm going to be taking the alt under. And the alt under I took was 44 and a half. And they both hit. So thank you so much for the money. Bet online. I appreciate you. Head to the website today or use your mobile device, which is always how I bet it's plugged in right now because I was on Bet Online before, to check out all the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking forward to day two of the early signing period, because again, it's a three-day event. Yay, spectacle, we'll say. Um, First up, we'll talk about Jordan Hall, because Jordan Hall is committing before Desmond Ricks, so we'll do that. Uh, Jordan Hall is a Jacksonville battle. You know, he is he is the cocktail battle, we can call him, where it's it's Florida and it's Georgia. Yes, I know, there's, there's two other schools in there. Guess what? He's not going to either of those. So we're talking about Florida and Georgia here, and it's Georgia. Um, I'm like 95% positive that Jordan Hall is going to be a Georgia Bulldog. Um, all things that I've been told through right now it is technically thursday morning um at the time that i'm recording this so since saturday morning i've been told the same thing jordan hall is probably going to be a georgia bulldog and we've known it or we've thought it since longer so jordan hall probably gonna be a georgia bulldog don't get your hopes up but also don't get upset because here's the thing and i'm very upset that my john garcia recording got ruined the other day um but Jordan Hall or any defensive lineman, including James Smith and Quay Rousseau, they're great additional pieces. Like, like, but they're luxuries. You don't need them. Would they be your best players at those positions? Probably. They'd be a big improvement, yes. But you still have plenty of very talented players coming at those positions. So. I'm looking forward to also Billy Napier's press conference on uh, Wednesday night. I suggest you go back on their YouTube channel and look at it. It's just the Florida Gators football YouTube page. But if they still have the press conference up there, it was awesome hearing Billy Napier talk about all of these kids and talk about the roles that he sees for them. He went through almost the entire recruiting class giving little mini scouting report tidbits about these players where he was talking about... uh, Jaden Rashada, he was like, the kid could really could really whip it, really smooth motion, get the ball out quick, and, and it, it flies and all that stuff. And it was just cool to hear the head coach of the team 
kind of give you his evaluation of these players very briefly. Obviously, there's way more in-depth things, but it was fun to hear. Uh, also tonight, Desmond Ricks. I'm not getting my hopes up. I know this is one of those situations where Florida, LSU, and Alabama all have a little bit of sense of confidence. I know that I was told Desmond Ricks is not informing the staffs before he commits uh, as to whether or not he's going to commit to those schools. So I'm assuming he's just going to have three letters, one from Georgia or one from Alabama, one from LSE, one from Florida, and he's just going to pick one of those. I think he's going to wind up being an LSU commit. I don't think it's Bama. I, yeah, I just, I feel like LSU is the best spot for him to go, or at least the most likely spot for him to go. So Desmond Ricks, I'm fully expecting to be an LSU Tiger. Go have fun. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of LSU Tigers, Arik Gilbert is hitting the portal once again. And I know that Florida Gators fans kind of flooded my timeline with bring him back. Oh my God, he'd be so effective as a pass catcher in this offense. Stop it. Get some help. Because guess what? Arik Gilbert didn't have the grades at LSU. He didn't have the grades to get into Florida then. He's leaving Georgia right before the college football playoffs begin. Right after finals time. I don't know for a fact that it has anything to do with his academics, but his track record kind of tells you that it might be something academic, it might be something off-field, but odds are hitting the transfer portal now at this point, right before the college football playoff, odds are something went wrong, right? Like, it, it could potentially be grades. Again, if finals grades just got submitted and he's, his grades weren't good enough to keep him playing, maybe that's it. Um, may, maybe. Maybe it's not, but I, I think it's it's... The, the most likely option here. Um, he's an athletic freak. Don't get me wrong. Arik Gilbert could fit into any offense and immediately become one of the most dynamic playmakers on that team because he does it. He's a receiver tight end hybrid. He's, he's the guy that when I was getting ready to take over locked on Gators, I had to send in um, like an audition episode, which maybe I'll release that at some point it's audio only, but maybe I'll release that for fun at some point. Um, but I had to release uh, an episode, or I had to submit an episode. And uh, it was right after Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Kadari Sony were all going to the draft. And I talked about replacing them, and Arik Gilbert was the guy that I was talking about. So he, he was the dude two years ago, but he can't find a landing spot that's good for him where he can actually get playing time, be academically eligible, and contribute. Um, that's just not a thing that he's been able to find. I hope he does find it somewhere, but I have to assume he winds up at like SMU or something like that at this point, just because he keeps, he keeps not making it anywhere. So I have to assume he's going to go to a group of five school and destroy and then go to the NFL probably. Cause why not? Why wouldn't that happen? Another name, speaking of the group of five that we're talking about, Grayson McCall. And yes, I know Graham Mertz, Florida Gator, Yes, but people keep talking about Grayson McCall. I know that I've been told two things. I've been told, one, his grades aren't good enough 
to get into Florida. And I've been told, too, his credits wouldn't transfer from Coastal Carolina to the University of Florida. I will stick with this. For whatever reason, there seems to be an academic hurdle for Grayson McCall to get into the University of Florida and come to the University of Florida. For whatever reason. I Honestly, I don't know which reasoning it is, but I also don't care too much because guess what? We have the new quarterback that's going to be with the Florida Gators, and that is Graham Mertz, and we're about to talk about that after a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about Graham Mertz, who in the past 36 hours, the Florida Gators have had, we'll say leaks, of Wisconsin quarterback Graham Mertz committing to Florida. Yay! Ohio State linebacker Taraja Mitchell committing to Florida. Yay! And Memphis defensive lineman Cameron Jackson committing to Florida. Yay! Here's the thing. At the time of recording this, again, right after midnight of the first day of signing period, so this is very early Thursday morning, um, Graham Mertz committed to the University of Florida, which we'll talk about in a minute. But also, Taraja Mitchell, while yes, it is very likely that he is a Florida Gator at the time of recording this, he has not publicly said anything. He has not committed to Florida publicly. Florida hasn't put out a graphic for him. He hasn't signed anything. And nothing is official with Taraja Mitchell. And again, with Graham Mertz, this came out basically 24 hours ago at this point that he was going to be a Florida Gator. Nothing came out until he signed or until uh, and, until he posted on Instagram on Wednesday night. So this came out Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Nothing happened until Wednesday night when then he signed and, and committed to Roger Mitchell. Nothing has happened. Nothing has come out publicly yet confirmed by him or by Florida. And as for Cameron Jackson... He's not in the transfer portal, so let's dial it back a little bit. And also, I will say for Cameron Jackson, it's possible that if he hits the transfer portal, Florida will no longer show interest in him because then you you open yourself up to tampering where he's he's not in the portal and someone goes, Cameron Jackson's going to be a Florida... Someone, by the way, that, that's credentialed to cover Florida, then goes, Cameron Jackson, he's, he's committing to Florida from Memphis. Um, and then he's not in the portal at all. So if you then hit the portal and then commit to Florida, you at least look suspicious, right? So there's that. But going to Graham Mertz is how we're going to wrap up. I know it was a weird format today where we're wrapping up with this, but it's a wild day right now. Um, but for Graham Mertz, during the Wednesday night press conference, Billy Napier said the plan was to bring in another quarterback where he didn't even really say bring it. If I'm not mistaken, the quote was we're going to have another guy coming in. Um, and everybody was like, okay, Graham Mertz is, is the guy because it would give Florida four scholarship quarterbacks, of course, being Graham Mertz, Jaden Rashada, who signed his letter of intent yesterday, Max Brown, who committed to Florida last year and Jack Miller, the third, which by the way, I'm curious to see what happens with Jack Miller, the third, because this isn't, you know, this isn't a backup from the Big Ten that's coming in and competing for the starting spot. This is a guy with a couple of years of starting experience in the Big Ten. So 
I don't know. Does does Jack Miller kind of go? Okay, well, it's uh, it's it's Mertz for twenty twenty three, and then in twenty twenty four it's Rashado or Lagway. So I'm gonna leave because there's not a spot for me. Does Max Brown do that? I don't I don't know who does it, but Billy also said by the way that the Florida Gators were looking to bring in a preferred walk on. So if you see that PWO, which Florida has, I believe two or three of right now, um, you see that PWO that's preferred walk on. I know that they offered three-star quarterback Ahmad Haston. Um, that's that's public uh, that they offered Ahmad Haston as a preferred walk-on. But he maintained his commitment to UMass yesterday, so he's going to be a Massachusetts Minuteman uh, where he is a scholarship athlete. He's one of their six signees, so congratulations to Ahmad. He seems like a great kid. Got to have a very brief conversation with him after he got the PWO offer. Um, he seems awesome. He seems great. I hope nothing but success for him. And we'll do a deep dive into Graham Mertz, you know, later in the probably either tomorrow's show or Tuesday. There's not going to be a Monday show, by the way, because uh, Monday is the day after Christmas and I will be unavailable on Christmas. So I'm not going to record a show on Christmas. Maybe I'll go live for like 15 minutes on set on Monday and, and kind of just talk about it. Um but we'll do a deep dive onto Graham Mertz. I'm also trying to get more Wisconsin tape because I only have like two games of his um, and I'd like to see more. But so far what I gather, he's a pretty stereotypical Big Ten quarterback. But like the Big Ten quarterback that's like Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, not like Ohio State, um, you know, Michigan State. Those, he's mechanically clean, which is good. Like, like that's a great thing. I feel like that is something where Billy Napier is going to look at so he's mechanically clean. He's got a good, not great arm, not very athletic. Although I will say Graham Mertz, I don't want to say sneaky athletic because he's not even sneaky athletic. Um, he's not very athletic, but he's not immobile. Like, like he's he's probably slightly more athletic than Kyle Trask is how I'll compare it for Gators fans. So there's that. Um where also like like he can make things happen. And I will say I've asked a few people. The, the very few connections that I have to anybody of Wisconsin, um, I, I asked them for their advice, for their opinions of him. And the thing that came up multiple times was, and not by multiple times, I mean, I asked four people, all four people said the same thing. He's a great leader. He's a great locker room guy. So as far as I'm concerned, he might not wow on the field, but he's someone who's going to come in, be mechanically sound, not, try to not turn the ball over a bunch of times. Uh, he's he, he played for Wisconsin. He handed the ball off 40 times a game. He's probably going to do that next year with Montreal and Trevor Etienne. So just don't turn the ball over when you do get to throw it, and I don't care at that point. Um, but he's also a great leader. He's going to be a good locker room presence, which is why I think Florida really needs. That's been a thing I've been talking about where, look, maybe – Maybe at some point we'll talk about it, but uh, there were quite a few incidents this year for the Florida Gators, so getting some level-headed presence in there would be fantastic. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. We might go live later today again. We'll we'll, we'll play it by ear, um, but just follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. We'll talk about it then. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryOfSI.com, and I will see you all tomorrow.